everyone. You're listening to The Katie Helper Show, and I'm your host, Katie Helper. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And as always, remind you that this show could not happen without the support of our listeners. To support the show, visit patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show, where for just $1 a month, you can help make the show happen. And for $5 a month, you'll qualify for great bonus content, including an alternative podcast feed and rarely seen clips that aired on our live shows. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Katie Helper Show. We are so excited to have you with us. It's going to be a great time. I can promise you that. Before we bring in our esteemed guest, none other than Thomas Frank, let us just remind you to like the stream. It's a great way to support the stream for free. Just hit the like, make sure you subscribe, hit subscribe, and then press the bell so that you don't miss any of these great streams. Also, if you want to see exclusive content, including the full interview that I'm doing with Tom, please become Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. You get extended interviews and bonus content every single week. So what is better than that? That's for $5 a month. You get that extra content. As Brad points out, that's 25 cents Monday through Friday. That's pretty affordable. If you can't afford that and you just want to support the show and help make that happen and go to sleep knowing that you help make the show happen, you can do that. For $1 a month, that's $12 a year at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. So I'm about to bring on this great guest. He's written several amazing books, including among them, What's the Matter with Kansas, Listen Liberal, and The People Know, A History of Anti-Populism. He also was the founder of The Baffler Magazine. So let us bring on to the show the inimitable Thomas Frank. Hello, Thomas. Katie, the thing is that I, I am imitable. Are you? I'm imitable, actually. <laughs> I have someone impersonating me on Telegram. Guys, I'm not very active on Telegram. So if you see someone with my name on Telegram telling you to give money to something, it's a scam. Oh, my God. Do you know how many Thomas Franks there are out there? Right. They don't even have to pretend to be you. It's just a common name. I didn't know that when I started out, but there's at least three journalists with that name. There's also a YouTube guy. Yes, there's the YouTube guy, there's uh, some professional athlete, and there's Frank Thomas, the baseball player. I used to get his mail when I lived in Chicago. Any offers to like play for a team? No, these would always be letters, like fan letters from little kids. And, and because I lived in the South Side of Chicago and the White Sox were the South Side team, and I have no idea how the post office decided that I was, that when you know a kid would just write to Frank Thomas, Chicago, it would come to me. That's kind of weird. I know, right? I know. Not even like. But I still to this day get emails for him. Wow. Yeah. And I write back and I try to be polite about it. Of course. Why wouldn't you be polite about it? You're a polite guy. You're Midwestern. You're from Kansas. Yes, that's right. Once upon a time from Chicago. Yep. Not like mouthing New Yorkers. Even Chicagoans are nicer than. Uh, no. No, we're very nice New Yorkers. We're gruff, but we're caring. Like, we'll yell at you about how you're going the wrong way, but we'll make sure you get there. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the year in review. I mean, we have a lot to talk about. You have a great video where you give a great spiel about what the hell happened to America, and we're going to talk about that. But anything you want to talk about in terms of wrapping up 2022? I'm glad it's over. I mean, it was like a disastrous year for me, you know, personally, you know. I'm old, Katie. I don't know if you're aware of this. No, you're not old. 
Well, I'm pretty old. And and both of my parents died in 2022. Sorry, I know that. I must have been hard. So it was kind of a rotten year. I spent a lot of time in hospitals and uh, funerals. And that's, uh, you know, that's where I was. That's where I've been. Oh, and then I gave these lectures in very, various places around the country. So trying to avoid speaking in, you know, to college students and, uh, you know, rich liberals, trying to talk to the sort of traditional democratic, you know, voters. But anyhow, it goes on. I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah, the very traditional voters that you talk about as being neglected and abandoned by the Democrats. Yep. And they all know it, too. I mean, of course, they're furious about it. People are pissed off. How was your year? When did I, I saw you in person? Like, remember when when we thought the pandemic was ending and then it wasn't really, and then it was on again and then it ended for good. Do you remember that? Yeah. When was that? I don't even remember. (laughs) I don't remember. I could figure it out. Someone could look up Katie Halper uh, show, Thomas Frank. Yeah. I was wearing a a different sweatshirt. It was great. Oh, we talked about your appearance on Bill Maher. Yeah. Which you did very well on. Yeah. Now I'm just opening up my notes application because I took notes on your very good video. Thomas, tell us how can people find this? It's really easy, Katie. They go to my website, tcfrank.com. And it's like, it's the first thing that you come to. It used to be all this stuff about populism and anti-populism, but I moved that somewhere else. And it's just like, you run right into it. It's called What the Hell Happened to America? Just What the Hell, America? What the Hell, America? Yeah. What the hell? I was playing around. There was a book that came out. Nobody remembers it now. But one of the things that's always fascinated me, and you know this because you've heard everything that I like to talk about, is how very many books there have been written about the decline and fall of the middle class society. One of the first ones was called America, What Went Wrong? It came out in 1991, and it was based on a series of articles that was in, I think, the Philadelphia Inquirer. I could be wrong about that. The series of articles had won the Pulitzer Prize. So they put it together. They assembled it into a book, paperback original. And it was a monster bestseller, huge bestseller. That was in 1991. And you go back every now and then I pull it off the shelf. Remember how I used to do that? I would pull books off the shelf. Well, it's here somewhere. (laughs) Anyhow, I can't find it. But what's funny is how shocked they were by the, this is the sort of the first stages. This is, you know, after the Reagan years. And this is in the very sort of first stages of the decline and fall of the middle class. And it's gotten so much worse since then. And what is fascinating to me, Katie, is that we, we basically don't care about it anymore. So you think about it. The, uh, I mean, the statistics that that book dwelled on were all about like uh, wages and uh, mortgages and the tax rates paid by the different sectors of society, like the rich, you know, the rich paid less and the working people paid more, et cetera. And now it's like, you know, life expectancy is going in reverse in America. It's like this situation that they were upset about in 1991 is so much worse now. And there's been so many books about it along the way and so much written about it. And now what's what's the answer? The answer is to not talk about it anymore. I mean, Biden talks about it a little bit, but it's just liberals have decided they're interested in other things. That's not important to them. And I contrasted that with, I was trying to choose a point in the past to contrast it with. And so I decided to just choose the year I was born, right? Why not? 1965. What was the world like in 1965? 
And Lyndon Johnson was president. It was one of these, you know, triumphant years for liberalism. He got an enormous number of things passed through Congress. This is the Great Society. This is the War on Poverty, the Civil Rights Acts, Medicare, for God's sakes. All this stuff was getting done in 1965. He was also invading Vietnam. (laughs) That was at the same time and other things as well. But if you go back and look at the sociological literature of that era, the mid-1960s, it was triumphant. It was about the middle-class achievement that the gap between rich and poor had shrunk, that we were the the quote-unquote affluent society. I mean, this was a cliche. There's a a, a book that came out in 66 that I, I got most of my like anecdotes from, and uh, it was by an economic historian. And it, basically, he had a whole chapter establishing that white collar and blue collar people basically had the uh, almost exactly the same standard of living and this was the great cliche of the era and it's mind boggling to think about did i ever tell you this you know who the richest man in the world was in 1965 oh i know this cuz i just saw your spiel on it remind me it was j paul getty an american oil baron he was living in london by that time and his net worth in 1965 was 1 billion dollars <laughs> And this is the richest man in the world. And he was kind of an eccentric guy. And he wrote an article for uh, one of the popular magazines. I think it was Time, but it might have been Life. It might have been Look. But he wrote an article where he was complaining that it wasn't really awesome. Here he was, the richest man in the world, and it wasn't very awesome. Because even the middle class man now could afford all the things that he had. It's like, look at what has happened to us since then. I mean, you get, you know, just think about the, you know, billionaires shooting themselves into space, you know. I wish they'd stay there. Yeah. Billionaires making, you know, $20 billion in a single year. All the, It's just, it's nuts. Anyhow, it turns out to be a very useful way of comparing. And then I, I, I talked a lot about, um, you know, Obama talked a lot about inequality. Do you remember this? Of course. Yeah. And then I feel like, For Obama and the, you know, this is Obama's very famous speech in Osawatomie, Kansas, which was important to me because that's right near Kansas City, right near my hometown. And he came and gave a speech about inequality. And after that, they just, you know, they sort of dropped it. I guess they figured they couldn't do a lot about it. And then the worst insult was that Trump basically stole the whole issue from them, going around the country, you know, complaining about this, using in some cases the exact same language that the Democrats used to use and uh, stole the whole thing. And as a result, it's not an important issue for them anymore. In this video, which is great, you start out, you talk about how there used to be this idea that there was kind of a leveling of the playing field, maybe, or there was increased access and affluence. That's what we thought democracy was about. This was, so I'm a lot older than you. Do you remember? No, of course not. I should stop saying that. Nixon and Khrushchev had a famous showdown but an American pavilion at, uh, I'm blanking on exactly what it was, but basically they had a display of American consumer goods. This is when Nixon was vice president. So in the 1950s and Khrushchev didn't believe it. He was like, you know, no way, no way can the average American afford these things. It's a TV, a refrigerator, you know, all this stuff. And Nixon is like, oh yes, we can. Oh yes, we can, Mr. Premier, you know, and this was one of the sort of, uh, earlier statements about like what America was about. It was about economic democracy. And Lyndon Johnson was the one that really put that into into high gear. This was what he thought democracy was all about. And by the way, this was all inherited from uh, Franklin Roosevelt, of course. Now, the idea existed before the New Deal, but, you know, it was largely bogus. 
the, you know, the New Deal, organized labor, that's what this, this, this whole idea was. And that's basically we've, beginning with Reagan, we turned the corner on that and we've never looked back. We've never even paused since then in the sort of redistribution of wealth upwards in this country and, and the destruction of the society that I was born into, which is the, the, the really shocking uh, aspect of it. And then you talk about how you, you go back to this moment where Obama talks about this crisis. You call it an undoing of a civilization. You say the country is going in reverse. And you quote Obama, as you just said. And, and, uh, by the way, and I should, I should explain that because that's a, it's a very... Thanks again for listening to The Katie Helper Show. To hear the rest of that discussion, please join the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And as always, we remind you that this show could not happen without the support of our listeners. Our show is produced by me, Katie Helper. Brad Bloom is our audio engineer and an associate producer on the show. Our researcher is Joshua Bregman. And our theme song is by the band Cordova. See you next time.